This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome, everybody, to the I'm Fat Podcast. Uh, uh, snacks are uh, best saved for later. With Jay Zawoski. That man ate all our shrimp and two plastic lobsters. And Rick Camp. Out the mist came a beast more stomach than man. Welcome in to another edition of the I'm Fat Podcast. I am Rick Camp, alongside fellow fat Jay Zawoski, Jay, I know I've complained about it at the beginning of pretty much every episode since it's been hot out, but the air conditioner is finally installed. I know everybody was very worried about this, (laughs) but thank God an actual air conditioner is installed in my condo. Well, I'm glad you were able to get it installed. I know um, it's a difficult process. It's heavy. You live on what floor do you live on in your seven? Yeah. So if you make a mistake. You need a new air conditioner. Yes. Because <laughs> it's going to fall and land on the ground and kill somebody like Cheaty in uh, The Good Place, if you've gotten that far. Sorry for spoiler alerts. But you already know he's dead if you've watched episode one. It's true. Um, yeah, I remember putting that in as a harrowing situation. But once it's in there, it is amazing. I remember I had, when I lived in Downers Grove, we lived in an unair conditioned apartment, and I installed one in my bedroom. And I, I kept it on basically all year round. And in January, I had to knock ice off of it. Because we had like radiator heat, okay. So it was just it was either inferno hot or off. There was no in between. So I would counter program the radiator with my air conditioner. Probably not the greatest thing for efficiency in the electric bill, but screw that, I don't care. Yeah, uh, Colleen already had the first uh, talk with me of now you know we don't need this on all the time. So I'm like, eh. no, you have to make up for lost time. Yeah, exactly. And especially knowing, like, starting tomorrow in the Chicagoland area, it's going to get hot again. So this timing was clutch. Well, but the last few days have been perfect. Perfect. I mean, if this is exactly like I came downstairs this morning and my we had the air off, just totally off. Just the windows open Mm -hmm. and it was cold in my kitchen. My my house, like 65 degrees. That's perfect. This is perfect. I slept perfectly. Oh, man, I know it's about to get hot, but the last three or four days have been this is what it could be. Ever, I guess that's what San Diego is like, right? Um, every single day is like this, and I, I am here for it. I loved it. This I can, was a great weekend. I can tell I haven't spent near as much time outside as I normally do in the last you know month and change because we went outside. Colleen's dad and his dad's girlfriend came over, and they brought over a little girl, so we kind of had like a little, you know, grill out in like next to our parking lot because we don't really have a set area i thought you said a little girl i was like what oh yeah no i definitely slurred grill out (laughs) here we found a cookout thanks for bringing her uh yeah okay but no so we cook burgers i had a regular burger colleen's dad had a regular burger 
The women had turkey burgers. Oh, come on. I know. <sighs> Shameful. I know, but I wasn't out there that long, and I got scorched. <laughs> well, yeah, you're not feeling the heat because it's not it's not that hot out. Yes. So you're like, oh, I'm probably okay, but the sun is still effective in burning your skin. Yes. Yeah, so this, this is confirmed. Also, we the outside. four a... or five Cayman Jack margaritas did not hurt matters. Dude, those are so good. Thank you for... Turning me on to those, they're absolutely delicious. Oh, by the way, we should tell people how to get in touch with us. We haven't done that yet. Oh, yeah, it might if help. You wanna, yeah, if you want to send us an email, imfatpod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at imfatpod and facebook.com slash imfatpod. We're very easy to find. We're going to get to your Ask a Fat questions a little bit later in the show. And Rick and I need to discuss, but maybe the last podcast of the month, which would be the 29th of June mm-hmm. could be our uh, I'm fat catch-up episode where we answer all the questions we haven't had time to get to. Yeah, I'm here for it because we get a lot of good questions each week and we just frankly run out of time to get to them all where there's maybe some like subtle differences between them, but it would be weird to put two of them next to each other. So this gives some space. It gives everybody the opportunity to get their questions answered. I'm here for it and I'm excited for it because the thing that I appreciate most is, of course, that everybody subscribes, rates, and reviews the podcast, because I know that everybody listens does that. If you don't, get on the page, because the people are already ahead of you in fandom. <laughs> so, not to be threatening or anything. However, I appreciate how everybody thinks uh, thinks the same way we do. You know, the fat community is not just pure poundage. It is in terms of lifestyle, in terms of philosophy, and the people that listen to this podcast have proven that over and over again, and that's part of what makes this so fun. Yeah, this is an audience-produced show. We get so much stuff sent to us by our listeners, and that's that's like the ultimate sign of success is when people are thinking of you when they're not listening to you, and we we greatly appreciate uh, all, the, all the stuff you guys send us, all the content. We're going to get to some of it here very very soon but yeah the support's been incredible um we're going to get to it a little bit later but we've added a couple partners and that's been incredibly successful so um thank you all for supporting us since we moved what in april right was when we moved over here yeah um it's been crazy how successful things have been since then so thank you thank you thank you so much all right so you mentioned things that our listeners bring to our attention the first one is pringles is in the news for having a new flavor of chip which isn't that shocking but the fact that it is they've partnered with wendy's for the baconator chip jay i don't know how to feel about this i haven't given it a taste as of yet but i know how we both kind of feel about oreos and i make a lot of parallels between the chip industry and oreos of i think there's a point where you can go too far And maybe I'll just make it my duty as a host of this podcast in the next week to find said Pringles, the Baconator Pringles, and give them a try because I'm a little fearful even though the Baconator has all the taste that I like. Right. So when I first saw this, I thought it was a just like a bacon flavored chip. It's like, okay, it's probably been done before. Whatever. So I I looked it up, went to the official Pringles website. It says... Each Pringles Baconator Crisp tastes like a half pound of fresh, never frozen beef, American cheese, six strips of crispy applewood smoked bacon, ketchup, and mayo. Right there, I think I'm out. 
because you're combining all these artificial flavors, mm-hmm. which I'm not against artificial flavors. We just talked about our favorite artificial flavors last week. But fake beef, fake mayo, fake ketchup, like, no, I don't know. I think I'm out. I, it doesn't really interest me. Now, they're promising a half pound. If I only get a quarter pound taste of beef, I'm out. I mean, really, that's where you have to draw the line. If, they, if they're going to put, if they're going to say it tastes like a half pound of beef, I need it to taste like a half pound of beef instead of a quarter pound of beef. Yeah. How, how could you tell? Do we, I want to know, like, in the test kitchen of, like, we, this only tastes like a quarter pound of beef, damn it, and more beef sprinkles, which is a gross concept. <laughs> Beef Sprinkles, by the way, is my favorite winner of RuPaul's Drag Race. I was going to say Absolutely it's my favorite terrific. stripper. But <laughs> uh, Visuals. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess, but the... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I What's the... Um, is it chicken and a biscuit where it's chicken-flavored crackers? Yes. yes. No, I don't want that. Don't give me... Again, don't give me protein sprinkles. I don't want that. And I know there's a... Um, it's my favorite fitness instructor. <laughs> there's some Asian cuisine, which is like shrimp chips. They're almost like pork rind uh, texture, but they're sprinkled with like shrimp flavored powder. No. 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 I will just go eat meat. I don't need you to f- sprinkle meat on my food. The chip and the crisp, as Pringles calls it. I don't know why they won't call it a chip. They only call it a crisp. I don't know why... It should it should be something that complements what I'm eating, not tries to compete and give me the same exact taste. Yeah, I'm with you. Keep it basic. There are yeah. a lot of things where I find myself being a basic food bitch. Yes, and it's it's chips, it's Oreos, it's pizza. Those right. things should stay fairly close to home. You can be adventurous in other areas of food, just not those. Yeah, like give me, so I guess on a chip or a crisp, whatever you want to call it, some sort of spice, mm-hmm. right? Like something spicy, something salty. And I'll live with powdered cheese because a lot of cheese is processed anyway. So you're talking, you know, like a barbecue chip or a, a sour cream and onion chip or whatever, or a Dorito. Those artificial things are fine. But when the artificial meat comes into play, that's where you lose me. I, even I would try this, even it said... There's a mayo taste. I would even give it a shot. I don't like sour cream either, but I love sour cream and cheddar chips. Um, I don't like ranch, but I like Cool Ranch Doritos. Maybe the artificial flavors I actually like better, but don't give me the artificial meat. I can't. I just. I'll try it if I find that if someone has them out at a party or whatever, I will try one. But I'm not going to seek it out. I'm not going to pay money for it. That I, draw the line at fake meat, <laughs> like a turkey burger. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, they're like, oh, no, the turkey burger's fine. Why don't you give it a try? No. No, it's uh, it's just like a burger, except it doesn't taste good and it's super dry. Yes, mm, exactly. Up. Beef is pretty lean. I know they say, I know red meat isn't great for you, but like it's it's lean. Ground beef is pretty lean. It's not like the most fattening thing in the world. It's when you add the cheese and all the other things to the burger that make it super bad for you. But uh, no, I, I there was a period where I was trying to lose a lot of weight and I started trying turkey burgers, and I was I was out. Just like this is not, I can't even bring myself to like this. And like the outside gets real burned, and the inside is just super dry. It's like a sawdust burger. I love turkey too. Give me Thanksgiving turkey every day of the week, but just not 
not ground. I don't like ground chicken either, unless it's incredibly, you know, marinated or seasoned. Like I, you can have sometimes you can do ground chicken in like a lettuce wrap or something like that. But ugh, no, keep the turkey burgers. Sorry. Yeah, no I judgment, uh, but I, I just don't want it. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, like I'm not the biggest turkey guy, regardless. Right. So, put especially them putting it in, in an inferior form of turkey. Yeah, everybody else that likes them, good on you, because that leaves more beef for me. That's got to be the philosophy for fats out there that are just not into it. Now, we mentioned that not everybody that listens to this podcast is a fat, but they have either fat-like tendencies or the fat-like creativity. And I'm proud to say, once again, I believe your daughter's stepping up to the fat plate when it comes to the creativity level. Yes. So today I was um, getting ready to come down for the podcast. I just we were making lunch because what's nice about this weather is we're all working outside. I'm outside uh, at the table. My wife's next to me working on her job. So I'm like, all right, before me and Rick record, I'm going to throw some hot dogs on the grill. We'll have hot dogs for lunch. Great. Fine. So Hope and I eat outside, come inside to carry my laptop to the basement to record the podcast. And Addie's like, Dad, I have a problem. I'm like, what's wrong, hon? She goes, I can't get my Doritos to fit on top of my hot dog and i'm like well first of all i'm incredibly proud second of all i noticed that there's also slices of american cheese under the hot dog so they melt in the bun i'm like well, what you gotta do is crumble up the chips yeah and she's like oh all right so her the instinct was there from her but she just needed a way to complete the thought process and as soon as i said like either break them in half or just crumble them up that's when she got it and she was she was blown away and I, 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 she's, you know, she's, she can cook, she can bake, and now she's getting the creativity side of things. I think we have a future chef. She's the next Guy Fieri. That's what I think. If that, she makes donkey sauce, then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of Doritos were they? They were just a standard nacho cheese Okay, uh, no, that's, that's good. So I know it's, she's, she's getting different. She is, you could call it cheese two ways. <laughs> yes, exactly. cheese two ways on her two, hot dog two-way cheese dogs yeah yeah she's and i think i told you this i may have said this on the podcast we're, we're in the uh birthday parade mode as mm-hmm. all the kids are locked down in quarantine so on her parade she got four independent from each other like different people brought her family-sized bags of cool ranch doritos so we're a little bit cool ranched out at the moment just because we've had it non-stop for almost a month now what her birthday was the 22nd so yeah it's just been a lot of cool ranch doritos so she needed a little break from the cool ranch and went with the standard nacho cheese flavor that's awesome like that's those are the moments creativity man those are the moments that make me look forward to being a dad at some point (laughs) the single tear of pride running down your cheek yeah and then the other the other cheek is a tear of concern (laughs) oh no the the other (laughs) cheek has like mustard on it from the past meal (laughs) is this child gonna live past 15 with the way she eats no she actually eats pretty well but she's just she's got creativity she likes flavor i I, what what's cool about it is when you have a little kid cooking and she's been legitimately cooking with a little bit of assistance like taking things out of the oven Mm -hmm. and you know if things get a little too hard to stir we help her out but she does it on her own she's been doing that since she was seven or eight and nothing overly complicated it's not like she's like Shane Reardon, like cooking up a four course meal or anything. I mean, she can she can cook better than me, though. I can pretty much guarantee that. But she, but what's great about it is she's learning how and why things work together. 
and th- that's I think what is is kind of spurring her creativity with things. Even if it's something as simple as I'm going to put Doritos on my hot dog, I'm not saying that makes her a, a culinary genius by any means, but she gets why that works. Mm-hmm. You know, she gets why that makes it taste good. So yeah, it's cool to watch. It's cool to see. It's certainly not for me, um, but man, it's I. I I, I wonder, like, in five years, what, what sort of things will she be cooking? She made, last night, raspberry sorbet from scratch. Wow. I know. It's crazy. She's got this, like, strainer. She's grinding down the raspberries to get the seeds out. I'm like, dude, you're, like, it's really impressive what she's been able to do. I, I, I do love I'm raspberries. I'm blown away by her. Oh, yeah. Uh, we made, like, two. Uh, we have, like, the silicone mini cupcake trays. So she filled two of those with... Um, you know, the juice to make the sorbet. So we're going to have a bunch of like sorbet pucks, which is going to be perfect for the summer. Just grab one and eat it and cool off. I can't wait. They is that going to be her bakery? Is that going to be her bakery name? Sorbet pucks? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> P-U-X to add like a punk rock <laughs> yeah, angle to it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. But it's cool. I, I like to see her creativity shine and it's, uh, you know, she's for a ten-year-old. She's impressive. I have to say. Now, most for, of the time, sometimes his... I want to punch her into outer space, but <laughs> most of the time, she's fine. Wow. <laughs> so, for as encouraging as she is, there's something else that I noticed this week that is very concerning, discouraging, and it's from my world of the NBA. If there's yeah. one fat we've been able to trust over the last few years, that not only is real quality in the fat community, but also quality player on the basketball court. It's Nikola Jokic of the Denver Nuggets. And there's more evidence this week that the man, I don't know if he's necessarily skinny, but I think he's become a normie over this time. I mean, I've, I see the pictures of him watching. You know, I, th- I believe he's back home in Europe. And he is watching games of basketball and he's there and his jacket doesn't push forward. It falls straight down. There's nothing impeding it from falling straight down. Jay, this is concerning because I know it's even harder to find fats in the NHL, but we at least had Jokic as someone that we could hold on to in the NBA. So if we lose him on a more permanent basis, this is a problem for the fat community. Yeah, I always looked forward to watching basketball highlights and seeing Jokic's doughiness just sort of flying around the court. And I think that's a good way to describe him. It's just doughy. Yeah. Big guy, zero muscle definition whatsoever. <laughs> it's like, a, all right, well, he's just a natural athlete, I guess. You know, and now that he's lost that, it's a little bit frustrating. He'll be back. I, I have confidence that he'll be back. People are... People are bored, and I'm sure some portion of the population has been like, well, I've got nothing to do here. I'm going to get in shape. And I think maybe for an NBA player, not being on the road, not being surrounded by huge meals and late-night eating and things like that, maybe you're working out at the same level but not eating at the same level. Those things can happen. But as soon as they get back on the road in a real way, he'll be back. I have confidence that he will he will rejoin the fat community where he's always welcome. He's always welcome. Absolutely. You know, and, it, and like we say all the time, it is a mindset more than anything. But uh, I think Jokic will be back. I just, you know, it's just, you know, there's something about that body type in a basketball jersey. It probably makes it look worse than it is. 
anyway. Yeah. Because like, this is the new thing. Like, all the hipster kids, like, you go look at Lollapalooza or Pitchfork Festival, and the go-to uniform for these for these kids is, like, basketball jersey, more um, kind of like a random throwback basketball jersey, and the white sunglasses. And uh, that's something I've never been able to pull off because, A, I'm old, and B, I'm fat. Um, but, yeah, that just I – th- I th- I'm confident that Jokic will be back. And if he's not, we'll just subliminally send him – episodes of the podcast to reconvince him to join us oh that's good we can do yeah. that i think so yeah we'll make him the official basketball player of the i'm fat podcast then he has a duty to maintain his doughiness all right jay there's one more thing before we get to ask a fact questions that i saw and as much as it seems like it's something that i should be in on i don't know if i am and this is I've seen the concept before, but never actually seen one made. And it was sent to us by adult haircut Dave. And it's a, it's a video of making a cotton candy burrito. Okay. First of all, I got to give context to adult haircut Dave. He used to be ponytail Dave. He's a big listener of the Madhouse podcast and he had long hair, ponytail. And then one day he cut his hair. So I renamed him adult haircut Dave and he went with it. So so formerly ponytail Dave, currently adult haircut Dave. That's why he calls himself that. But yes, go on and describe the monstrosity he sent. Okay, so it starts out with just a boatload of a few different types of cotton candy. Mm -hmm. And then I believe put inside is like a few different candies, a couple scoops of it looks like, is that sherbet? Like rainbow yeah, sherbet or, or some... Superman ice cream, like the red, white, and yellow, or the red, yellow, and red ice, red, yellow, and red, blue, yellow, and red ice cream. It's some sort of ice cream or sherbet in there, yeah. Yeah, so either way, you have candy and ice cream slash sherbet in the burrito of cotton candy, and then it gets sliced open, and you see stuff start to fall out. It It looks almost like too perfect in the way they made it. But I think I'm out on this. That is a lot of sugar, even for me. (laughs) And just like holding it, like, you know, everybody who listens knows that both of us don't like getting our hands dirtier than we need to. Your hands would be like different colors for a week from, from holding this and eating it. I like the components individually, but put that together. And I think that would give anybody type two diabetes. Yeah. You take a bite of that and your foot falls off. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's an immediate, it's an immediate consequence to taking a bite of this thing. And I, I see what they're doing and, and they got the reaction. They got it to go viral. Look at this crazy concoction. I mean, I like cotton candy. Like you said, I like all the things that are part of it, but First of all, I don't see how this is edible. Do you eat this with a fork? It's too. You described it as a burrito, but it's probably the size of like a watermelon in terms of circumference. Yeah. So it's not like you could just pick it up and eat it. Plus, as soon as you lift it, the ice cream is going to fall out the bottom of the cotton candy. Or it's just a race against sh- the clock with the ice cream, too. Right. Yeah, I think it's it's more for show than actually consum- to, to be consumed. But, I mean, I would taste it, but I, I can just kind of imagine what it tastes like already. It tastes like all that stuff taken at one time. There's no actual, like, culinary benefit to putting these things together. Like, we talk about what we just talked about, like the way a Dorito is made. Or 
you know, the way that certain spices are made to amplify the, the proteins they're on. This serves no purpose. It's not like the ice cream complements the cotton candy. It's just another sweet thing in your mouth. So I, I, nah. I mean, I would taste it just to see, like, okay, how could this possibly be something I want? But, yeah, I, I guarantee you that thing's like $25, too. Oh, yeah. This is the adult version of what could get you look to look like the gif of the little girl with the who just had the blue cotton candy who starts to hit the sugar <laughs> rush. Yes. Where the insanity kicks in. Yes. I love that. That's so good. It is. a. It's a great gif. But yeah, and this know, is the this is what would make adults do that. Yeah. 20 minutes later, by the way, the the parents dragged that child out of there screaming, having a temper tantrum. And no half doubt. an hour later, the kid is passed out. By the way, I've ever told you my theory to. I think you know this. Like Addie, when she was young, used to get really, really affected by food dye. Like, yeah. you know, you look at the ingredients and some, it's like red 40 or, you know, blue one, whatever those things. I, I'm fairly convinced that more than sugar, it's those artificial food colorings that make kids go crazy. I, I really think that, hmm. I don't know if there's any truth to it. If there's a doctor out there, like an endocrinologist or something who might know, hit us up. I'm fat at gmail.com, but Addie can handle sugar, but whenever those food dyes are added in, and I, I think about that too, like when I was a kid and I had a really bad sugar reaction, it was always Kool-Aid or freeze pops or something that was neon colored, not necessarily like, oh, I had too much vanilla ice cream or whatever, something more natural. It's anytime those those additives were added, that's when I really kind of lost my mind. So I wonder if there's anything to that. Let us know. I'm fatpot at gmail.com. Do you think Dr. Squatch could answer that for you? Yeah, Rick, Dr. Squatch did not go to Squatch Medical School for nothing. Uh, He is an expert on these things. And you're asking me, what is Dr. Squatch? Well, Dr. Squatch is a natural soap company. Every bar is made in the USA. They also offer a hair care kit, which I love, which I highly recommend. Beard oil, colognes, they've even got candles and all sort of shower accessories too, like the soap saver you're going to want to get, all those things. I got my new shipment of Dr. Squatch. My subscription came in yesterday, and I got the aloe scent. Oh, it is the best smelling soap I've ever used. The soaps I had been using, which made my hands recover from their constant dryness, cracking, and bleeding, had had the exfoliant on there. The aloe does not have exfoliant, and my hands are still smooth. They still look great. My wife came up to me this morning and gave me a hug and just nestled her nose into my collarbone, and she just said, you smell so good. That is Dr. Squatch. It's very hard for me to get my wife to find me attractive. Dr. Squatch has helped a lot. So go to drsquatch.com, get yourself some thick bricks, join Squatch Nation, and use that promo code I'm Fat, and you will save on the order and help the podcast at the same time. If you're not sure what to get, drsquatch.com, on the top right of the screen, you can take the Squatch quiz. Tell them what you're into, what sort of scents you like, what your skin conditions are, those sorts of things, and they'll recommend the right products for you. But you've got to get the soap saver. You've got to get the hair care kit, and make sure you pick out one or two of those thick bricks of soap. Use promo code I'm Fat at DrSquatch.com. All right, let's get to our Ask a Fat questions. Wendy's new classic chicken sandwich is now in the two for five, and that's reason to celebrate. Try the new classic and then take your mouth on a victory lap with the iconic Dave's single, the delicious spicy chicken sandwich, spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, or 
Just get another classic chicken sandwich. Taste greatness today with Wendy's two for five. We got you. For a limited time, a la carte only. Price and participation may vary. U.S. Wendy's. Ask a fat about this and that. It's time to chat with the fats. All right. First one comes from Kyle, and I really like this one. What traditional superpower would you choose to have to assist in the I'm fat pod lifestyle? He said he would choose flight because he could get his takeout orders more efficiently or invisibility so he could hide when he feels shame. <laughs> I like both of those. And, and as you know, we don't pre-screen emails so we can react organically. Um, I, my first thought was flight so I don't have to walk or run anywhere. See, I think I, if you were able to fly as a fat person, you could stay out of shape as much as you wanted. You guys are, are half lazy. But the thing okay. is, there's one further step you can go to where, in theory, you don't have to do anything else. Oh, you're going to say teleportation? You're goddamn right I am. <laughs> and you save money because you don't ever have to order delivery. All right. That's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. And you just show up right when your order's ready. Just sort of materialize before everybody. Yeah. Like, I am here. Give me my food. Okay, mm-hmm. see ya. Disappear back home on your couch. Yes. That's tough to, to beat teleportation. But flying is fun, though. I would look forward to flying. That's something I've wanted to do anyway, regardless of my fatness. Sometimes I watch birds with envy. Like, man, that'd be so cool. Like, my neighborhood right now is infested with seagulls. Have I told you this? I don't think so. Yeah. We So, like, at any given time... I can walk out of my front door and look down the block, and I see 30 to 50 seagulls. They are feasting on cicadas. They have found... There's no water by us. The closest body of water is probably two miles away at Isaac Walton. And that's it. We're not close to the lake, nothing like that. 30 to 50 seagulls at any given time just waiting for cicadas to come out of the ground. Now that the cicadas have come out of the ground, they're on top of the trees... And the seagulls are just hovering over the tall trees, just picking cicadas off the branches. That's cool. That'd be cool to be able to do. I wish I could fly. Jay wishes he could hunt cicadas. My column. <laughs> no, I, well, I mean, to have the ability to if I wanted to. But the flight thing is more of, a, is more of the uh, excitement yeah. for me. But Although, it's also hunting cicadas, my dog. Ray has eaten every cicada in home, but the seagulls have not gotten. <laughs> She's like, oh, she eats on my popcorn. It's gross and crazy i mean at least it's at least you don't have to worry about taking care of any of those yourself no yeah well i do have to clean up for her when she vomits or you know her daily her daily trip to the lawn but uh those have been less pleasant than usual i'll (laughs) say that all right got an email here from carolyn and adrian he says have y'all been to godfathers in lockport we stopped for the italian ice they only had lemon that day but what else do you need but then stayed for the lieutenant sandwich Capicola, prosciutto, and provolone. Yep, that sounds Whoa. good. In parentheses, they say this was our appetizer on the way to the main course of Fry the Coop. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's, I love that. So you had a lieutenant sandwich on the way to Fry the Coop. That's how you do it. Secondly, how about the barbecue from Cigars and Stripes in Berwyn? They have smoked chicken wings, great rib tips, Tijuana street dogs, and their Ooh, own hot sauces. Good. Their smoker out in the back is constantly running get you some thank you for the oh man those are good re- uh, recommendations what is a tijuana street dog aside from to, a minor league baseball team i tried to get colleen to do the tijuana street dog and she just wouldn't go for it 
All right, so I googled I googled Tijuana street dogs, uh-huh. and it's a it looks like a very homeless dog. So I'm hoping it's a. All right, here we go. Here's the food part. I see hot dog. I see looks like some sort of uh, like an aioli. Oh, it's wrapped in bacon. And is that pickles and tomatoes? Oh, that looks pretty good. That does look pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Here, bacon, hot dogs, uh, medium salsa, and mayonnaise. Eh, no mayo, but I would eat it otherwise. Yeah. I'm down with that. I'll check that place out. Cigars and Stripes. I'm always looking for somewhere to eat before I go to shows at Fitzgerald's. Remember shows? Those were fun. Yeah. Yeah, those were good. Yeah. Good times. By the way, one way that if I wanted to try and get Colleen to do the Tijuana Street Dog, she might yes. be more she might be more interested in doing it is if I use Manscaped, which thankfully they oh. are supporting the I'm Fat podcast now. <laughs> Manscaped is the is the best in men's below the waist grooming. They offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. So there's a lot of guys out there that listen, I understand if you're trying to be courteous to your partner, you it could be like going to a Cubs or a Red Sox game when you're trying to trim down there. There could be some obstructed views pending on your seats. So having the technology that the lawnmower 3.0 by Manscaped has helps out immensely. It takes away a lot of the worry of maybe nicking yourself here and there. If you're trying to be really considerate and get nice and close, if you're trying to have a green instead of the rough, then I completely understand. And, you know, I'm sure your partner appreciates that. As well, they have their third generation trimmer. It features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce those manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Wouldn't it be nice to just not have to worry about getting a nick anymore? It's premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes, so you can take your sweet time with the Lawnmower 3.0. The thing that I appreciate about it is the quiet stroke technology. It's 7,000 RPM motor that you can barely hear at all, even while you are using it. So if let's say, you know, you have a date coming up that night and you're, you're really hoping, you're really hoping that, uh, you know, it could be a good night for you, a a possible solid nightcap, but you don't necessarily want to broadcast that to your partner. You know, I live in a small condo, so there are very few things that are not heard throughout the entire condo with the lawnmower 3.0. Colleen would have no idea that I was hoping to be getting lucky that night. So if it happened, it happened organically, babe. And, you know, it would be great. But it's not just the lawnmower 3.0. I tried out, by the way, uh, I really liked the crop preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant. That's huge, especially with these warm days coming up. They give you a nice bottle of it. I believe it is a four ounce bottle. So more than enough to last you a a good while. You don't need much, just, you know, the possible chafing area, give it a thin layer and you're set. You don't have to worry about it. Everything smells fine. So there's plenty of options with Manscaped. And if you use the promo code, I'm fat, you get 20% off your purchase and free shipping. That's with the promo code. I'm fat. They have father's day specials on manscaped.com right now 
So there's a lawnmower 3.0. You have the crop preserver, which is your ball deodorant. If it's the middle of the day, you've been doing some stuff and you just kind of want to, hey, how's your father? Give it the quick, you know, quick revival. That's what the crop reviver is for. Ball toner. All you do, a couple quick sprays. There you go. Back to your day. You're all set. You're copacetic. You don't smell because it shouldn't be just the woman's job to be smelling all nice all the time. We should at least be smelling respectable. Manscaped can help you out with that. Once again, 20% off and free shipping with the promo code I'm fat at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping manscaped.com and use the promo code I'm fat. I got my uh, Manscaped package the other day and man, that stuff, that ball deodorant is solid. If I could bend down and smell my balls, I'm sure they'd be amazing. I need to get someone to check it out. <laughs> I actually said to Hope the other day, like, hey, later you got to smell my balls. She was like, what? what? And then I explained what I meant, and she said, oh, okay. I still won't be doing that, but thank you for clarifying what you meant. Um, but the quality of the stuff, Rick, is what really stood out to me. That that trimmer, the the, lawnsca- the, um, the lawnmower 3.0, mm-hmm. is as nice of a device as I've ever used and I use a you know uh, uh, other brands to shave my face. This is the nicest razor I've ever owned in any way. It's beautiful. And what's nice is that you can use it in the shower as well. Water yeah. resistant. Don't have to worry about that at all. So and what's really cool? LED light. Once again, if you're having some issues with either getting around your own body to be able to see certain areas, or if you know, hey, there's nooks and crannies, and you got to be able to see where you're getting to. There you go. You have the LED light as well. So manscaped.com, promo code I'm fat, 20% off and free shipping. Beautiful. All right. All right. You got one here? Yes. Go for so it. this one is from Aris. What is your ultimate collaborative build a pizza? So different parts can be from different places. Oh, wow. Whew. I guess we'd have to set ground rules. Is this going to be tavern style? Is this going to be deep dish? I mean, wow, this is, this is a, I might need some time on this one. Okay. Are we, do we, should uh, we let, earmark let's this? Let's put a pin in this one. Yeah. Let's put a pin in this is one. Is this one, that, should a, we do this one on the 29th? Make this kind of, cause the other nice thing about doing an all ask a fat episode is it's not only we can get to the ones we haven't gotten to. We can also expound a little more on, you know, questions like this that we yeah. need more time on. This will be an Ask a Fat Catch-Up on uh, June 29th. Okay, cool. All right. Um, got one here from the Wecta family. So wanted to get your opinion on road trip snacks. What is your go-to road trip snack that you will not share with your companions? What about ones that you will share? Mine is easy cheese out of the can. I will not share with anyone. The one to be shared is the local jerky from the gas station. Doesn't matter what seasoning. Keep up the cholesterol. Thank you, Wecta family. Um, my go-to road trip food is the pizza combos. That is, I don't eat them any other time aside from a road trip. That is what I get all the time. And as far as sharing goes, it's come up once on this already. We get the family size bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. It's always open. It's always making the rounds through the car. But your suggestion of the local gas station jerky. Mm-hmm. That's a power move because that that jerky is the best. I think it's like locally it's like Firehouse brand or something like that. It's not like your typical uh, Slim Jim or whatever other, you know, mass produced brand. But most gas stations have something locally produced. And that jerky to me is always terrific. That's a good move. I'm going to I'm going to utilize that if I'm ever allowed to go on a road trip again. 
Yeah, that is a good call, because actually the one that I normally keep to myself is a package of the Jack Link's peppered beef jerky. I think the peppered is the best. I'm not a big teriyaki guy, so a lot of people like the teriyaki. Get that out of my face. Or the original. The original's fine, but give me the peppered, because it just adds that little bit of oomph to it. What I share is we always have traditional Chex Mix. It's just tough to beat Chex Mix when you don't want a chip that's going to be, you know, really greasy necessarily on your fingers while you're in the car you know your fingers get a little dirty from the checks mix but it's easily remedied so checks mix i'll share peppered beef jerky that's on me i like that that's a good call good for you that's solid (laughs) all right the next one's from jason when someone says they enjoy running does that make you question everything else they say i'm I kind of like, I just, you know, we were talking about this the other day. Like, you know, everybody's got something where you're like, oh, okay, that's how that person is running people. I just, maybe because it always causes me pain because I've been a big guy most of my life. I don't have great knees and ankles from years of playing football. Um, so just the concept of running, I, I don't see how people can get enjoyment out of it. Like I, I've told you a couple weeks ago, I like riding my bike. I do. I get, the concept of that, it's fun. You get to zip around the neighborhood, maybe visit some friends, ride some places you haven't seen before. But running, I don't know why that's ever pleasant. I know there's people that genuinely enjoy it. They look forward to it. I don't know if my mind could ever get me there. I'm with you. I And the thing is, a lot of runners that I know admit that, yeah, they're, they get beat up from it. It's like, yes, because your body's not really supposed to do that that much. I, it, it is, it's odd. And the thing is, there are people that I trust a lot that are runners. So it does make me pause though, because I just don't get it. Like it, like I've said before, like if I'm running for a purpose, like as part of something competitive, that's not just beat you at running. I can be there for a while. Like for me playing basketball, full court basketball, I could run so much further doing that than just going out for a run. Yes. See, that's the thing is like when I'm thinking about running, that's what makes it hard. Like I used to play when I was in grade school and high school, I played football. I would play both ways sometimes and I can get through a whole game like that and I'd be fine. But as soon as they're like run four laps on the track, it was misery just because all you're doing is thinking about running and thinking about how you're running and thinking about when it's you're going to finally be done running. That to me is that's what makes it suck is because that's where your mind is the whole time. When I'm riding a bike, I can if I get really tired, I can stop pedaling for a second or I can look around. And when you're running, you can't your head's bouncing around. Your eyes are bouncing around. You can't really see anything. You can't really talk or have any thoughts. Yeah, it's not for me. But again, competitively, I'll play basketball. I'll play whatever. And I can handle that. I can hang. But just running for the sake of running or just running on its own, I just I don't I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. We should at some point get just like podcast listeners together to play basketball book and then just have somebody record it just because of how pathetic it'd probably be. Just have the march of the elephants in the background. Yeah, it would have to be like three on three, so that way there's minimal running. Yeah, and we'd have to use like um a little like play school hoop. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because none of us would have gym access. That's true. We're not paying for a gym membership, damn it. No. Um, by the way, I wanted to send a shout out to Mike O'Connell, who is a listener of the podcast. He was reaching out about the Dr. Squatch thing, but said, by the way, Jay, my wife is a third grade teacher at a school in Homewood. Not school. Not sure what school your daughter goes to. Yeah, this was uh, my daughter's math teacher's husband. That Oh, wow. <laughs> that is a big podcast. That's listener. awesome. So small world. Uh, really cool. But uh, thanks, Mike, for listening and appreciate it and appreciate the support as far as it goes with our partners. It's great. Really, really good. And by the way, I mentioned to him that uh, someday soon we'll start getting some merch out there for you guys. If you want to get some T-shirts and stuff, I'm going to talk to my buddy at Triple Threat Sports and see if we can get that arranged. Um, but if there's any interest in that, let us know. I'm fatpod at gmail.com. Would you be interested in I'm Fat Podcast stickers or T-shirts or whatever? Uh, we'd love to hear from you as far as that goes. All right, mine. I, I, yeah, go for your next yours? one. It's okay. yours. Mike says, uh, hey, guys, just tried Wendy's breakfast for the first time, and I think it's good. I like the variety of the items. On that note, what is your favorite fast food breakfast meal? Drive through rules apply, of course. You want to go? I know you're not a big breakfast guy, Rick. Do you have a fast food breakfast item you love? I do enjoy the Chick-fil-A uh, biscuits. The Chick-fil-A, it was just like, it's it's chicken and it's biscuits. It's hard to mess that up. They have quality ingredients there. You know, not the most savory. The food is savory. The company may not be. So that's, <laughs> that's I think that's how we have to qualify everything Chick-fil-A. But, uh, but yeah, like their chicken and biscuit. I mean, you know, my default breakfast is biscuits and gravy when I get the chance anyway. So anytime I can get a biscuit and I get delicious chicken, I'm here for it. And then even they have those like mini ones that sometimes I think uh, people brought into the station that are just like one biters of just like a little like bit of almost like a popcorn chicken with like a quarter or a sixth of a biscuit around it. And it's just like the perfect little one bite. So yeah, that that's those, what comes to mind first. And, and am I wrong, or is there like a little, um, little bit of honey on there? Maybe yes, there or is, is there like a little honey glaze on the biscuit. Mm-hmm. Those are tasty, no doubt. My favorite go, my favorite is the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit at McDonald's. That is, I don't know. To me, that's just perfect. Sometimes I'm in the mood for a McGriddle, sometimes for an egg McMuffin, but I always go back to the bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. You have to have, just like with any biscuit, by the way, you have to have a, a drink with it because you will die choking down on a dry piece of biscuit sometimes yes <laughs> so you've got to have that beverage with you but man i could i can pull out of a mcdonald's and finish a bacon egg and cheese biscuit in about 45 seconds i love it that much and that's one of the things when i go through the drive through that i'm just like salivating thinking about i love that stuff can i uh can i make a fat fashion before i get to the next question yeah so was what day this was no this was yesterday i don't know all the days blend together so much at this point when you're pretty yes, much you never leave your place uh but i hadn't really eaten it was like one o'clock and i was starving and didn't know when dinner was going to be because colleen was out so i'm like okay well i'll just get a bigger lunch so i had to go run a couple errands anyway so i'm out and i see qdoba I go by the Qdoba, and it had been a minute since I've had any form of Mexican food, so I may have done it again. I got two burritos, 
One was steak, one was ground beef. Everything else was the same on it. And I did, of course, the thing every fat would do. I got two bottles of pop to make it seem like it was for two different people. (laughs) (laughs) I had one of, I had part of one of the bottles of pop and I had one of the entire burritos by the time I got home, which was like, I don't know, like 12 minutes, something like that. And then when I got home, I was like, oh, look, another burrito. And I had the burrito, the rest of that pop. And later that night, I had the second of the pops. So that happened. That's impressive. And it's really funny you mentioned that because we have an email that is along the same lines. But I have a fat fashion as well. Uh, I went for my quarterly visit to Long John Silver's. Uh, this time, there was another car in line, which was nice. Um, but man, that place, I don't care what anyone says, what anyone jokes about. That food is awesome. If you can bring yourself to eat something that unhealthy, mm-hmm. that is just purely battered, I mean, batter like concrete on those things. And like, it's funny, they change the, they come in like cardboard boxes. That's how they serve the food. And they have like all these little catchphrases on top of the box, like, oh my God. And like, it, the one of the appeals to me of Long John Silver's is you you get a box full of basically broken off breading and they call it the crumbs and it says on the box that warm crumb feeling so you eat your fish you eat your chicken and in the box are still little broken pieces of fried dough that you can just munch on well, oh Long John Silver's is so good but here's the email question what is the farthest you've gone to hide an order or to hide the fact that you're ordering one giant order for one person. Like you just said, Rick, with your ordering two pops to make it seem like it's for two people. Mine was, uh, I pretended to be on the phone in the drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's good. Okay, uh, give me a, I'll order for myself. And what did you want? Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then place the second part of the order that I want. That's the farthest I've gone. That's good. With an order to get more food than I, I pretended to be on the phone as I was in the drive-through. That's that's about as far as I've gone. That's th- that's a low point. I think in terms of getting rid of the evidence, I think I've gone somewhere between five and ten minutes out of the way before because I I got because I thought there was a place that was you know made it easily droppable, but it wasn't there, and I wasn't going to litter, so I ended up having to go a little bit further out of the way to actually find some place with a, you know, inconspicuous enough dumpster that I could just, you know, get rid of the damn thing. So yeah, I've gone like an extra five to 10 minutes to get rid of the, to get rid of the evidence before. You've got to do that. You just, you can't have someone that you love or someone that's concerned for your health. Open that can and see what you've done. You can't. That's it's shameful and it's a bad feeling. You've got to go out of your way sometimes to hide that evidence. The old uh, drive by the neighbor's house and use their can. Sometimes you got to do that. You might get shot, but sure, it's a it's it's a risk you take to not embarrass yourself. I'd rather be shot than admit to someone that I ate two Chipotle burritos in one sitting as I did <laughs> long long ago. Being uh, shot is less embarrassing. Man, man, shot. Man, <laughs> hiding food from spouse. <laughs> That's a great headline, though. Yeah, like uh, probably be Florida man by default. But yes. Oh, my God. Sometimes I've been better about it lately. I don't know. 
maybe just because we've been shopping like crazy. So we've always got stuff in the house, like more than usual. Like every time I go to the grocery store, it's like 150 bucks. It's crazy. Yeah. But we're eating it all. You know, it's like, okay, we go once a week. And I guess we kind of shop with more of a, um, like more direction than mm-hmm. usual. Like we have specific meals in mind. And that inherently makes it more expensive. But eating at home four times a week instead of going out that often, you are actually saving money. Oh, yeah. Like yesterday, we decided to make lunch at home and dinner at home. I'm like, we just probably saved like 50, 60 bucks just by doing that. So, yeah, you know, I'm out of questions. Do you have any more? I've got it's got one more. This is from our friend Maggie Hendricks. Hi, Maggie. She wants to know what regional fast food would you want to see here? All right. Well, I mean, I have one obvious answer, and we've talked about it a lot. So I'm going to say it and then try something else. Okay. Uh, Waffle House. I wish there were Waffle Houses within a block or two of my house. Multiple. So I can just have a change of scenery. Um, That's my favorite regional place. Uh, Solid runner-up is In-N-Out Burger. I don't love In-N-Out as much as other people do. Um, but if it was here, I would go there a lot. But this question, I did get a preview from Rick because it required some research. Found this place in Utah, of all places. Yes, I wrote that one down, too. <laughs> yes, the Iceberg <laughs> Drive-In. Yes. Now, it looks kind of like a DQ Grill and Chill or maybe like a Sonic. But the food looks better and the shakes look amazing. Yes, they They're do. They're like overflowing from the... Imagine like a a shake cup, like a paper cup, and then like five or six inches of ice cream overflowing the top of this thing. That's what got my attention. Then I started looking at the menu. The Iceberg Originals, really interesting flavors. Marshmallow cream. Marshmallow cream is one of my favorite flavors. I could eat a pint or whatever it is of marshmallow fluff without blinking an eye. That is my favorite sweet taste in the world. But banana. Uh, butterscotch, all these incredible eggnog flavor, uh, root beer flavor shake. These all sound terrific. And then looking at the food, because I guess I should eat food first, <laughs> whatever. I the pastrami burger, big burger with a big pile of pastrami on top. Then the rodeo burger, which is your basic bacon cheeseburger. But on top is what looks like to be a three inch wide giant onion ring. Covered in barbecue sauce. This place looks good. They've got a grilled footlong burger. Uh, the chicken cordon bleu, which is a big favorite of mine. This place looks really damn good. Super inexpensive. Looks like a, you know, kind of like a drive-in, drive-through kind of a place. But give me Iceberg Drive-In from Utah. I'm going to have to go to Utah. Yeah, if you probably. finally have a reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that was one of the three that I wrote down, too. The other two I wrote down, Danny and Clyde's in Louisiana. They have a lot okay. of your, it seems like they have a lot of your seafood flair that you'd like from there too. I'm not a big seafood guy, but the thing that caught my eye from there is the French dog, a hot dog with chili on French bread. Ooh. Yes. yes. Yeah. Even a, like even better vehicle for a chili dog. Yes, please. And then Dell's Lemonade in Rhode Island, where it looks like they basically just have a crap ton of flavors of, if it's not technically Italian ice, something very similar to Italian ice. So I was I was looking for something a little bit different. So, yeah, I would love to, from what everybody said, Bojangles is incredible. I'd love to try Bojangles, but we have good chicken here. 
you know, same, same principle, Zaxby's or whatever. But these yeah. are a couple things that I think they're a little different that would augment our fast food repertoire here in this area. Well, that, that's what makes it tough to ask this question to people from Chicago, because we have such good food, be it gourmet five star restaurants to the best junk food on the planet. Chicago's got it covered. So I, I don't truly feel like I'm missing anything as far as these things go. But looking at this list, places I've never heard of, uh, this iceberg driver, and the one you mentioned, the lemonade place, Rick, that got my attention. I love lemonade. Yeah, Lemonade is so great. And that, to me, is someone who does not go to Chick-fil-A anymore. Um, that's what I miss the most is their lemonade. It's so freaking good. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that uh, if it's not Waffle House and not In-N-Out Burger, which are two pretty obvious choices, this iceberg driving looks good, and, and the places you described, Rick, that French, what is it, the French hot dog? Is that what it's called? Yeah, French dog. The French dog. That sounds tremendous. I might try to make that. Is, do they mention, is it garlic bread, or is it just plain French bread? It didn't say. I didn't go to their actual website, though, so okay. maybe yeah, it'll I, be I think, there. Well, garlic bread would be really good, too. I The other night I made, it was just me and Addie, because Hope at work, she started a new job, um, and I'm like... I just had such a taste for spaghetti. I don't know. Just every now and again, I'll just get hit with that taste, right? So I just laid out the entire meal, went and bought a loaf of French bread, got the garlic, you know, melted some butter, put some garlic in there, you know, got the old grill brush out, painted the bread, and I had everything timed out perfectly, which is like, that's my favorite thing. When everything comes out at the same time, like the bread's done, the pasta's boiled, the sauce is hot, The so- I went and bought Italian sausage at Mariano's. I got two spicy and one mild, grilled that up. Everything came together at the same time, and it was absolutely perfect. But that garlic bread, that just knocks the meal home. It doesn't feel like it should be as important as it is, but it was. And here was the fat hack. Not really fat, but the food hack. Put some crushed red pepper on the garlic bread before I threw it in the oven. Oh, yeah. Gave it a little spice. Nothing too crazy but gave it a little bit of a kick. I actually did that because Addie doesn't like garlic bread. So that's how I did it to identify mine from hers. And, oh, man, that was – that. I'm gonna, next time I'm going to try a little bit more and see how it affects it. But that was a – it was just sort of like what can I do to differentiate differentiate this bread from Addie? So I just put a couple sprinkles on there, and it was tremendous. Yeah, you can pretty much put crushed red pepper on anything, and I'm in. Oh, yeah, it's, for sure. It's, oh, it's so good. Let us know which places you want to have in this area at I'm Fat Pod on Twitter, Facebook.com slash I'm Fat Pod, and send us emails, I'm Fat Pod at gmail.com. Once again, on the 29th, we'll have come out our end of month Ask a Fat episode. So, by all means, send in your Ask a Fat questions. If we don't get to them right away, don't worry about it. We'll have that at the end of the month. And we just appreciate you subscribing, rating, and reviewing the podcast and, you know, telling your friends about it because we continue to grow literally and figuratively on this podcast. Because <laughs> Unlike, uh, unlike uh, our NBA friend. Yeah, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, yeah, screw him. He's not growing. That's so disappointing. I've had, I've had, I've had his back and the rolls on his back for so long. And now he just, whatever. All right. And we want to thank Dr. Squatch and Manscaped as well for sponsoring the podcast. Promo code I'm fat for both of those. So it's nice and easy to remember. 
We so, appreciate the support you've given us already. Uh, really impressed with how you guys have jumped on to support our partners who support us. So uh, success for them is success for us, and we greatly appreciate you guys uh, helping us out. Remember, Father's Day is this weekend. And if you've waited too long, not too late to place an order on Manscaped or on Dr. Squatch. Get those orders in for Father's Day. He's Jay. I'm Rick. And this is the I'm Fat Podcast. All right. I think we got a lot accomplished here today. The fate of peculiardom hangs in the balance in the desolations of Devil's Acre. The epic conclusion to the number one New York Times bestselling Miss Peregrine's Peculiar Children's Series by Ransom Riggs. Race through history's most dangerous loops in this thrilling series the New York Times calls a visually rich literary experience. Get The Desolations of Devil's Acre out now from Penguin Random House wherever books are sold. Also available as an audiobook.